Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Hoopah. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you for once again tuning in. On this week's show, we have former Geek and Sundry vlogger, mixologist, and all-around awesome dude, Mitch Hutz. Now, Mitch talks to us about an impending move that he has. He's changing states. He talks to us about a couple of his video game loves from his, his life, and that is both Zelda and Final Fantasy, probably the two biggest video game loves I have as well. So we geeked out a little bit about that. And he even drops that he's writing a book right now. So that's pretty cool. Really looking forward to that. So enough uh, of me kind of giving you the highlights. Let's dive into it, shall we? Hoopod number 42 with the one and only Mitch Hutz. Who's that a picture of on the shelf behind you? Is that like a Mega Man guy? This one? Right here? Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah this is Proto Man. <laughs> Proto Man? Uh, yep, from Mega Man. Uh, one of the only... Mega, uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think the only Mega Man thing that I have, but it actually came from my childhood, and now he's my favorite Mega Man character. So I uh, dug him up in my parents' house and kept him. Did it, was, was Mega Man before any of your times, Joey, Terlin? Um, isn't that a vitamin? <laughs> o- Omega-3 no. or something? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. First the dustpan and now this. What the heck? <laughs> Joey, do you please save me. I know, I know, I mean, Mega Man's more my gen, but... I never watched Mega Man, but I played Mega Man 2 on NES and could not get past level 2 and gave up, and that was all I ever did. So, for those of you listening who can't have any visual whatsoever... Um, we're joined by former Geek and Sundry vlogger Mitch Hotz. Welcome, Mitch. Hey, thanks for having me. And behind Mitch is about ten things I want, including, I'm pretty sure that's a black-bordered black lotus up there, correct? Uh, yeah, I used this as a prop. It's it's actually coming apart now, if you can see. It's uh, just a magic card, and I printed it out. Oh, <laughs> but, shit, um, okay. <laughs> I'm like, he's really, that's a very expensive card he's just kind of got sitting there. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I used it as a prop for a video, and uh, at least five of the comments were like, it's not in a case, it's not in a case. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, seriously, um... Magic the Gathering was the very first of the of the CCGs I ever played. Um, did did you play when you were when you were younger? Or? Yeah, actually, um, right around the time that Pokemon came out, fourth grade uh, when I was in fourth grade, uh, simultaneously got into Magic and the Pokemon card game. Ooh, um, I hope you and, had a paper uh, <laughs> I bet his parents went broke. I didn't I didn't have many cards, but. Um, <laughs> And then, unfortunately, I, I sold all of them for like nine bucks years down the road. <laughs> oh, a mistake. I, I've, I think I have sold my magic cards on four different occasions at some points in time. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I like the game, but it is to me too much of a financial investment, um, and I couldn't get in. I mean, Pokemon was after my time. I know that's more, you know, Terrell and Joey's wheelhouses, if you will. Um, <laughs> But I got into the Star Wars CCG, and most people have never heard of that at all. Um, I did that for years. I used to run those tournaments. They're great. I, love, I miss CCGs, but too expensive. I, I had a very they guilty are. introduction to Magic the Gathering. We were at Comic-Con, 
and we were just looking for a place to sit down because we were walking for hours and I was absolutely buggered and the only place you could sit down was where they were having like a sort of free tutorial of how to play magic so (laughs) this guy was teaching us how to play and I just went along with it just because I wanted to sit down (laughs) but it was good I did enjoy it I don't know what was going on but I enjoyed it it's a fun little quick uh, game. There's some guys at work keep wanting to start back up a work league. We had one at another company we all used to work at. And, uh, again, it's 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 a financial investment. And nothing against anyone who plays the game. I like the game. But, uh, I, I mean, they come out with sets so damn fast now. I mean, I think they've gotten to the point where they're almost monthly now, which is, is just too oh, wow. much. Just yeah. Way, way, that's, way too much. I've kind of moved in the direction of, um, what do they call it, a living living ccgs like uh android oh Netrunner, yes yeah 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 where yeah. you you buy the box and it comes with four different decks and you can customize it deck build and whatnot but you don't need to buy the expansion there's no booster right. packs you know there's just um expansions really and once you buy the expansion you get the entire thing you don't need to waste money on it that's right you can stay simple yeah living card games that's right um, yeah, so yeah, you get every card you want. It's like I want this set. All right, here's all the cards. Perfect. Let's go. Yep. Uh, I, I've I've enjoyed those as well. I, I haven't. I have the Star Wars one. Um, yeah, I, yeah. But uh, not not a lot of people I know are, are into it. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I, the unfortunate thing. <laughs> I do everything Star Wars. That's that's kind of my thing. Um, but uh, so so how's life been since the uh, the, the geek and sundry vlog thing? Uh, transitioned over to a Twitch thing. Um, how, how has Mitch Hutz been in, in, in and around this community? Well, uh, kind of took a hiatus for a bit, <laughs> as, uh, as many people might have noticed. Um, I wanted to focus on some other things in my life, uh, my other job, and then um, kind of get back to the basics with the Drunken Moogle over time. And uh, what I've been doing... Uh, over the past, uh, coming up on two years probably, is uh, trying uh, working on a project that I've really been wanting since the Drunken Moogle's conception, which is a cocktail book. Oh, nice. And uh, a while ago, I was approached by Holly Green, a um, great writer, and she uh, she's done a gaming food book and said, hey, you're kind of the guy for gaming drinks. Do you want to do a, a cocktail book together? And of course I said, yeah. So we've been working on that. Um, there's some, some photos on the Drunken Moogle page of cocktails that have uh, been approved already. And uh, we've got designs set up and everything. We're just uh, slowly working our way through the recipes and making sure we don't step on toes on the way. That is awesome. Now, for me, who is a lightweight and can't really have a lot of alcohol before like I am just gone, do you no, have no. any mocktail recipes? Yes, actually, uh, yeah. Um, something that we did, uh, that I did on the Geek and Sundry vlogs was I really wanted to make sure that everyone was included. So, um, once every few episodes I did a mocktail and, uh, I like the challenge of being able to use non-alcoholic ingredients and, and still trying to come up with a theme and a good tasting drink. So yeah, we're going to have mocktails in it too. Excellent. Cool. Can't wait to read it. <laughs> Thank you. So, so how do you spend your leisure time these days um, when, when, you're, when you're not mixing drinks or, or doing, I guess, your day job? Well, lots of Netflix. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, the wife and I are kind of on um, a different work schedule. She's a doctor, and then uh, uh, I work whenever I'm needed. 
But um, we're we're rewatching Smallville right now, ah. just because um, I don't know if I call it a guilty pleasure. I, I just pretty much like it a whole lot. Um, built a PC not too long ago. I finally wanted to get something. Um, VR has just drawn me in. Um, right, isn't it awesome? Second, yeah, the second I, I messed around with an Oculus years ago at a uh, Pax East. I was like, this, <laughs> this is going to be mine in the future. And uh, Do you luckily, get nauseous playing it? I don't, actually. And um, oh. uh, I, I do know people who have... Well, uh, I take that back. Uh, certain games I have gotten nauseous. I, I played Half-Life 2 on my friends. He, he set up Half-Life 2, and um, I couldn't do that for too long. Uh, it was just too weird but and then there's flight simulators like elite dangerous where you're in zero gravity and turning all around and uh, i'm fine with that so it really just depends on what it is yeah definitely but my um, favorite is definitely uh blood rush have you played that one where you're on the roller coaster and you have to shoot all those horrific things that come right up into your face that is no not horrific. Yet. <laughs> i've still got um i've got an oculus dk2 my friend uh, very <laughs> very lucky you know, lucky to have this friend uh, when I told him I wanted to build a PC, he gave me his DK2 because he had already bought a Vive. <laughs> He's like, now I got the Vive, I don't need this anymore, and I know if I give it to you, you're going to build your PC faster, and then you're going to play games with me faster. I was like, well, <laughs> you're completely right on that. Win-win. So. <laughs> I did VR for the first time um, a couple months ago when I was in Vegas. I'd never done it before. Every time I've seen it at conventions and whatnot, I'm like, that line's a little long, so I'm oh, just yeah. going to ramble on. Um, but I, I did want to, this this silly little game where I had to actually fly through the Las Vegas Strip and um, pop balloons, and if you popped X amount of balloons in a time frame, they gave you like a free ice cream down the street or some shit. <laughs> um, so and that was the first time I'd ever had that experience, and, and I watched all my friends do it first, and I thought it, they looked ridiculous, but the immersion is, is it's real. It's really kind of it, it it tricks your brain and i, I i've heard people say this a hundred times like no it won't be that big a deal i've seen the graphics you're not going to get immersed in that but um once you start doing things that don't really confine to gravity's laws then it gets a little weird i found personally and i i was i was wobbly i i got a little motion sickness by, by my first and only experience i guess <laughs> so uh but i it, it's this is an ironic thing. I worked in an amusement park for five years, and I used to test ride the rides on a daily basis, and I never got motion sickness, ever. And then right near the end of my time there, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, motion sickness just decided to say, hey, I now live in you. Have fun. And I'm like, this is not good. I have to ride rides on a daily basis as part of my job. And, uh, you so got old. With, I'm just kidding. I got, uh, no, you're right. It's sad but true. Um... But yeah, since then I've I've been a bit motion sick, and, and I and I hate that. I don't want that. That needs to go away. <laughs> um, now, a little bird told me, and uh, perhaps uh, a proper turn as a little Korok told me that uh, you're you're also into the Breath of the Wild. I am. Um, I don't think it was a bird. Not too though. deep into it. <laughs> I think not it was too a... deep into hey, it listen. yet, but. <laughs> Navi oh, told Navi. me but, yes you, you caught me but yeah so you're not I'm too loving every bit of it so far 
How many shrines have and, you found? Um, uh, gotta be honest, I am. I've restarted the game maybe three times so far, and I haven't gotten really? too far in it. I, I've been exploring every single bit, but um, I also want to. Um, my wife agreed that if I got it, that she would play it with me. And so it, it, it's been a constant struggle of wanting to get further in the game and having to wait. So I've been exploring uh, the beginning area over and over again and just seeing all what I can do and what I can cook and all that. Yep, that's, that's the same thing. I, I, I've been playing with my wife, and, and mine's probably a different experience. Most games like this, we would pass the controller back and forth. Uh, mm. I have it for the Wii U. Um, I think much the same as yourself and my wife cannot stand playing on the gamepad and she's like we're not buying a pro controller for one game and I'm like okay <laughs> so I've been doing 90% of the gaming and you know but I can't game unless she's on the couch watching that's the deal so I, I, I feel you a little bit um, like, does, does your wife actually play the game I presume yes it's happened a bit, not as much as I'd like, but we're also in the process of, uh, of moving and everything right now, so uh, wow. gaming's taken kind of backseat. Do you, do you mind asking if you're moving far, or are you something somewhere close? Or? I'm moving out of state. We're moving to Alabama. It's uh, work-related, so um, you know I live in Georgia right now, so it's not too far away. It's a few hours, but uh, it'll be new. So uh, You better get used never... to singing Sweet Home Alabama. I believe that's the no. theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Flat out, no. I will be living there. The I will skinhead. not be. <laughs> I will only technically be a resident. <laughs> <laughs> so Mitch, I know, is a huge Final Fantasy fan. And I, and I know this because I was in his yes. guild in the MMO <laughs> that, he, that he ran. Um, where did your love for Final Fantasy come from? And, and, and you know... How, what does it mean to you as, as a gamer? The first time I played Final Fantasy was back on the Super Nintendo. And uh, the first one was Final Fantasy 2, which is actually Final Fantasy 4 in, yep. in the correct numeric sequence. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, was, I was pretty young. I want to say it was maybe in first grade, second grade maybe. Um, so reading was new to me. And uh, this was the first game that was not just um, just reflexes and uh, um, making sure you dodged uh, dodged the laser or jumped on the turtle um, and got to the end of the level. It had actual plot, and uh, it had you actually had to think out things in the battle system and and plan where you were going to go and solve puzzles. And it was the first time that. Um, uh, that I saw that stories could be um, shown and shared through video games. So that's uh, that's a pretty special thing, uh, or that game's pretty special in my gaming history. That was the first time I was introduced to it, and after that, I just fell into RPGs, Dragon Warrior, and uh, all the other... Dragon uh, Warrior, wow. That's Dragon Warrior cut. Monsters. <laughs> yeah. As much as, for me, Zelda was the very first one I played... Uh, mm -hmm. has been pointed out to me many times by the friends of mine growing up was Dragon Warrior really was kind of the very first one, um, at least on the Nintendo console, I believe, that they released. 
uh, or at least they tell me. I don't know. I played uh, the original Zelda. I can't even tell you how many hours I play on that. I actually downloaded it on my Wii U. I still play it. I it, there's there's something beautiful about an early open world. It is truly an open world. There is no linearness to it at all. You go mm-hmm. wherever you want, whenever you want. And Breath of the Wild's got a very similar concept to that, which I enjoy. But they kind of nudge you, you know, in storyline from time to time. You'll find out, obviously, um, as you play. But uh, I think you'll really enjoy it if you were a fan of that open world concept and the fa- Final Fantasy being able to go wherever and, you know, fight the... Uh, uh, oh, God, those what were those big monsters called in 7 and Ruby... Yeah, it, oh, yeah, the we- weapon. Yeah, the weapons. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I always, I, I. What's your favorite Final Fantasy? Let's just, let's go there. What which one to you has spoken the most to who Mitch Hutz is? I gotta say six. As much as I like four, because it was it was my first one, um, and as much as I like seven, just from the sheer amount of hours I played, I've gone through six so many times, and uh, all the characters. And, every, and it's got that open world feel to it the second half too in the world of ruin um you once you go there and get through that little intro you can go straight to the boss or you can find out everyone's story and collect all the uh, the characters back um are you a hundred percent gamer and what are you a hundred percent gamer you're a completionist uh it depends on the game honestly i have uh, it's so hard to do now, though. Like, I, I really, uh, I like doing it, and in the past it was easier, and now there's things like The Witcher 3 and and uh, all the Elder Scrolls where you're going to, you better have set aside a year or something, and you better not want to play any other games if you want <laughs> to get everything, you know? I, I have to admit, I thought The Witcher 3 was overhyped. Um, now I played it on the PC and a lot of people tell me that a lot of the issues I had, which for, for the most part for me were control based, um, don't really exist on the console or don't really exist if you plug in a console controller into your PC gaming. Um, mm-hmm. what, what did you think of Witcher 3? Cause it sounds like you got some experience with that. Uh, I played it a bit, but again, that completionist side of me, I never played Witch- Witcher 1 or 2. And so as soon as I started getting into it, I was like, all right, I got to stop. I got to go back. And I know it's set up so that you don't have to, but story is big to me. And uh, so I have to. (laughs) But I liked it. I I, uh, I like controls. Um, uh, I plug in. um, It depends what game. But uh, yeah, uh, when I started playing Witcher 3, I had my Xbox 360 controller plugged in. Uh, That was fine. Um, but, um, it, it, it was really just, uh, I was using it as a benchmark for my new PC to see how things ran <laughs> was the main reason I got it. Yeah. And I, I had a very similar tug when I started playing Witcher 3 was like, I'm the same as you. I was like, well, I should start because like with Mass Effect, I didn't start playing Mass Effect to like six, no, probably three months ago, four months ago. And it was like, oh, just start at two. And I'm like, I can't do that. I have yeah. to go to the beginning and play through uh-huh. it and, and, you know, earn my chops with the Mako and, you know, you know make my way through, um, you know, the romance in game one and making it, for at least for me, all the way through to game three. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, just, I need to do that for me. But The Witcher, I, I remember I got, I got bored with it and I was just like, I, I don't care 
and and I, I don't know, that's just not me. I don't understand. This was game of the year. I was like, okay, I'll buy game of the year. That's That's got to be a good game, but it just didn't speak to me as an individual, I guess. Did you ever play any of those games, uh, Joey, Tierlin? I did play Final Fantasy way back when it was on PlayStation, and I think I was only about seven years old, so I don't have really a great memory of it, but I did enjoy it, I think. <laughs> and I remember when the movie came out, I think it was one of the first movies oh, where it was completely, no. yeah, CGI. <laughs> and like for me, I thought, wow, they look so lifelike. But I remember not enjoying it as much as the game, but that's as far as really my input can go. <laughs> I-, I will admit that the technology they used for the visual side of the movie was great. But mm. yeah, the story was was a little lacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I can agree with that, but my favorite Final Fantasy is Origins. Not both 1 and 2, but the first one. That was the one I did when I played it at max level. I went through and clutched everything in 12 hours and just blew through it. And it's been my favorite ever since. I mean, I, I love 10, don't get me wrong. I like 10 and all, but... That it was it would be go it would go one ten nine. I like the more fantasy oriented ones as opposed to the ones where they where it's like, oh let's have like, you know science technology involved with magic. I'm like no, I'm so over it. I I I think ten was my favorite too. I I mean I really, I really loved ten. I think the first one I played uh, was was the same same one as Mitch. The one that was branded as two it was actually four. Um, and, and that was pretty cool. So I, I, the whole black mage, white mage thing was something I really, really, really enjoyed. Because um, I hadn't, I, I, I wasn't an RPG or I didn't play a lot of, like I played video game RPGs, I didn't play a lot of pen or paper or any of that sort of stuff. I, I'm literally in my very first D&D campaign as we speak. It started last year at San Diego Comic Con. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got many years of catching up in that world. Um, but I'm enjoying it. But so so a lot of that stuff was was brand new to me. But just there was just something about the story of Ten um, that I just really loved. Um, I even I even liked X Two. Uh, X Two to me was a pretty solid sequel, and I and I appreciate the fact that they did sequel that one. Um, and then for me, Battle seven, System was great. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's probably why. I mean, we're coming off the Gunblade from a nine, I believe it was with Squall, and I just or was that eight? Or, eight. That was eight. Yeah, the gun, the gun blade. I didn't like. Um, I fa- I, it looked I found... pretty though. It looked really pretty, it, and so it, did it he. Look... Yeah, um, it, the game looks good, but the mechanics of the gun blade and the fact that it never really did a ton of damage kind of bothered me. Like I don't know personally. Uh, eh, what do I know? <laughs> um, All kinds of stuff. What are you talking about? No, I don't know shit. So. Uh, what kind of movies do you watch, Mitch? Your 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 Netflix. It sounds like you, actually, you know what? Let's forget movies. Let's go to Smallville. Um, let's just talk about Superman versus in general. Uh, have you ever watched? I guess the current one that's on TV, the Supergirl one. Uh, first episode. No, fair enough. And then um, and then a uh, the wife was like, "This isn't Smallville. Let's watch Smallville." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I. You know what? I watched. I gave Supergirl like five or six episodes, and I was just like, mm, no. And I, I walked it away from it. better in the it second season, so um, I need to second season, revisit that. Yeah. 
second season, uh, I, 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 I kind of attribute the arcing of this to a very much the Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of thing. That first uh, season, gotcha. yeah. for, for me, not very good. But it did get better, and, and the crossovers helped the show. And I think that's what brought me back in, was they were crossing over with Flash and, and Arrow. And I, I love Flash. Like, Flash is probably my favorite of all the DCEU. And um, because of the crossovers, I became... Because storyline guy wants to hate, I want to know what's going on, so I started going back and watching it, and then it actually got pretty good, and they did some really good character development in the second season, which I really enjoyed, and um, it it is good. But the one thing that I, I I'm mentioning it for is that they pay homage to a lot of former Superman, Supergirl um, properties, but they haven't done anything with any of the Smallville characters to my knowledge yet, which is odd because I mean they. They have uh, the guy who plays Superman, and Dean Cain, in, in, in The Lois and Clark. He's got a role in it. They have Terry Hatcher has a role in it. Um, Helen Slater has a role in it, so the original Supergirl uh, from the movies. So they, they bring these characters from you know former Supergirl, Superman worlds, and they're bringing them into the show, which I think is great. But I, and, and I don't know Smallville as much as you probably do. Um, but I don't think they've brought anyone from that show in, which to me is very surprising because I thought that was the more popular one over the last 20 years. Well, I know it's also a different universe. Well, no, for sure. But, I mean, all the other things were different universes, too, if you want to think of it like that. Well, that and I, I think the people that are in, that were in Smallville, I don't really recall seeing them in anything else after that. I think maybe they were like, you know what? I did something for 10 years. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much, um, even even a lot of people called for um, the actor, of, oh, I, can't, I can't remember his name, the actor for Superman to be in, uh, or the Smallville Superman actor to be in Superman Returns. And uh, the, the Hollywood is just like, nah, nah, <laughs> brush that off. Um, so yeah, I guess they just wanted to leave that in the past. I was very surprised they didn't even consider Grant Guskin for uh, for Justice League, and they just recast the Flash as as a brand other new actor. I was very really surprised by that fact. Um, maybe just because I love the show so much that uh, that they wouldn't have even considered him for the role. Uh, because eh, I don't know. You got Quicksilver as his as his um, counterpart and quicksilver in the kind of reboot of the x-men fantasy uh, franchise is the best character ever god that guy's got the best scenes in every movie he's been in um this his stop motion shit is just amazing uh you're you're an atlanta boy what do you think of the mc mcu mcu or not atlanta but atlanta area boy (laughs) yeah Yeah, we we get (laughs) uh, i hear about casting calls all the time for extras and whatnot um but, you uh, ever just yeah. thought of wandering down and, you know, being in the background of one of these things? I've thought about it, and I actually applied um, and sent in a headshot to uh, try to be a zombie in The Walking Dead um, back oh, in college. Nice. Um, and I actually know a few people who, who were in that, um, zombies and um, fairly significant characters for one season. But um, I guess they didn't want a six foot five zombie. I guess I just stand out too much. <laughs> So you would be a very tall zombie, that is for sure. Uh, I, I guess the whole point is to try to make them all look like one similar mob. So, <laughs> good point. Good point. Ah, uh, Joey Tierland. Need to. Oh, sorry. 
go ahead, please. No, no, certainly uh, neat. I was going to say, but it's uh, certainly neat to see all these uh, all these films going on in, in Atlanta. Um, so, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, super excited uh, to actually see. Have you that. seen the new one yet? Oh my god! No, no, no. no. Uh, <sighs> hopefully tomorrow. Actually, I got uh, I got free tickets to a movie theater, so hopefully tomorrow. Oh, I'm so jealous! So jealous. <laughs> I have, a, I have a buddy I watch these movies with. Unfortunately, uh, Father of Two doesn't get a lot of time to get away. So uh, I've, I've, I've unfortunately missed a couple in theaters, but this is one I won't miss. This is one that I'll say, okay, buddy, I, I'll, I'll go. We'll go again later. If I'll give him a little bit of time, but not too much time. <laughs> like we just watched Logan last week. Oh, my gosh. Mm, I'm still waiting <laughs> to say it. Oh, dearly. Don't spoil it's... anything. <laughs> I won't. I'm going to tell you oh. this, though. Not, it's nothing about the story or anything. Um, make sure you have money on May 23rd when it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh. It, it is... Oh, okay. It is very, very good. Um, someone... I remember we were having the interview with Eric, and he said it was his favorite from the X-Men series. And, and for me, it, it still is Deadpool. I just love the humor of Deadpool. Logan is a very, very close second. Logan was outstanding. Um, if if you have a problem with violence, be warned. But if you are okay with that, you'll love it. I watched Freddy Krueger slash people open. I think I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, you're an except. You're 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 a whole other level, Joey. You you you. We can't say that. I, I was more of, of, of to Tierlin. I don't know Tierlin if you're into those sort of things or not. So, no, uh, my wife doesn't was bother a... me. I mean, what a movie! <laughs> but I oh, don't care. Right. Yeah, like, gore. Yeah, I mean, my, my wife's a huge Hugh Jackman fan, and she's just like, I don't want to see that one. And I'm like, Yeah, you were probably right. She's she's not a big fan of like over the top violence. So, um, I don't think it was too excessive. Well, um, from I, I wasn't a big comic book guy growing up, but from what I'm told you get the real representation of Wolverine in this movie um, yeah. from oh. the comic book fandoms, which I, I loved it. I thought it was great, like, in all aspects of it. The only thing that kind of knocked me off my chair a little bit is, is I mean, it's an R-rated movie, and Patrick Stewart's in there playing Professor X, and Professor X has R-rated dialogue, and I was not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> yeah, that kind of caught um, me off guard, but it made me laugh kind of. Well, <laughs> I mean, when... The, the first thing I think he says is, fuck off, Logan. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I was not expecting that. Um, but yeah, really love Logan. If anyone out there still hasn't seen it, please do. But yeah, I want to see Guardians. I have not heard a bad thing. In fact, most people say it's better than the original, to, from what I've heard. So that's a big a deal. Can I say one thing that doesn't spoil story, but it's about the movie? <laughs> Tread lightly, Mr. Editor. Okay. So, <laughs> before the movie hit theaters, they showed, usually what happens is, is one to two weeks before a movie comes out, they'll have the soundtrack come out as kind of like, okay, getting people, getting promoted and whatever. And when I saw that Fleetwood Mac, the chain was on the soundtrack, I was like, I really hope that this song is given the proper scene setting and, it, and I'm going to let you know this right now. It doesn't just get one. It gets two. And that's all I'm going to say. See? I didn't destroy nothing. I didn't destroy nothing. I didn't tell you what scenes they were or anything. You're just going to sit there. It's going to happen. <laughs> and you're going to be like, oh, he's so right. It was epic. 
Speaking of songs with that, the last thing I got to say about the movie is that first trailer with um, uh, Johnny Cash's cover of Nine Inch Nails, that is, uh, that's on my top, uh, my list of top trailers ever. That was just so well put together and mm. got me so hyped for it. See, I hadn't read my, uh, I, I, well, I did, but I, I hadn't for a long time read read uh, the old old man Logan comics. A friend of mine, he, you know, the the one I go see the movies with, he started picking them up. He goes, "Dude, you have to read these. You just you have to. It's part of like the kid's kind of an extended Civil War two verse, but you have to read these." And I'm like, "Okay." So we brought him up to the cottage. We were up there one weekend, and I just powered through them. I'm like. This, I want to see this as a movie, and no word of a lie, we came home from that weekend and they announced the movie, and I was just yeah. like, oh, this is going to be fucking epic, and it did not disappoint. It was everything I hoped it was going to be. Um, again, love it, love it, love it. Uh, what other movies would we catch Mitch Hutch watching? Uh, what What does your Netflix queue look like if it's got only movies? Uh, let's see. Not on Netflix, but uh, just recently watched um, Get Out. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Oh, that I think everybody's raving about. I haven't seen that one yet. It was uh, I'd heard really good things, and uh, the wife wanted to watch a scary movie, and I didn't think that it was uh, too scary, but I still wanted to watch it. So I kind of <laughs> I showed the trailer, which made it look kind of like a horror movie, and then we watched it, and it ended up being good. Um, Refresh my memory. What's Get Out about? Uh, let's see. A um, a uh, a there's a black guy and a white girl dating and she takes him back to her parents who live in like a perfect uh, white, okay. white suburbia and things just seem really off and they're treating him yep. differently and it, it kind of gets creepy. Um, yep. I remember now. Okay. But yeah, um, really, uh, really good movie. Interesting, um, interesting social commentary and how they did it, but, uh, uh, well-written. So watched that recently. Um, not on Netflix again, but we saw Beauty and the Beast. Uh, uh, since I got to go see Logan, we had to go see Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> now, now we know that Tyrion has a. Um, she didn't like the female lead in Beauty and the Beast. No. Uh, um, what 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 is your assessment of the movie? Because I am on the fence of these live action. I had zero interest in the Jungle Book. Um, and I have very little interest in Beauty and the Beast, and I actually like Emma Watson. So, um, what would I guess both of you? You've seen it, right, Terlyn? You saw the movie? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed the movie, and I learned to tolerate Miss Emma Watson. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's still not my favorite. <laughs> what did you think, Mitch? It was neat. It was very much. It was almost shot for shot, scene for scene, a remake of the. Uh, of the animated one um it added a few songs here and there and a a few scenes um they changed a bit but all all the songs i enjoyed hearing again uh my one complaint with it was uh, we saw it in um in 2d or just standard format i guess and it was very much you could tell how made for 3D it was. There were uh, there were a ton of shots where just things were out of focus and kind of in your face, and um, yeah, uh, where you could just tell that uh, this is supposed to be coming at me right now, and it was pretty distracting when um, when those happened. 
uh, things just seemed out of focus. There was one scene where they were looking, I think, around either the library or the ballroom. But it never focused on anything, and, and the camera was constantly moving. And I'm sure it would have been really cool if it wasn't 3D, but to us, it wasn't. So it just was distracting. If I have a non-3D option, I usually take it. Me too. Um, th there's very few movies that I actually have any interest in watching in 3D. So I, I, I can... I can I can feel you on that sort of scenario where you know that there was something that was filmed for this very specific format and it doesn't work because it just kind of goes, that's weird. I mean, that's how I recognize it. It's, that's weird um, mm -hmm. kind of reaction to it. The only 3D movie I think I ever watched that I didn't notice it was 3D until I actively thought about it was Avatar. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people that loved Avatar and a lot of people that don't like the movie, but... Uh, but for me, because it was able to do that with me, I, I tip my hat. It's the only one that, I mean, even Star Wars, when, when Force Awakens came out, I loved it. But I'm like, okay, you just purposely did it for this Star Destroyer shot. I mean, it's it, can you be a little less obvious sort of idea, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I, that's that's my opinion on 3D in, in, in general, though. I, I have a very old man point of view on <laughs> some things. 3D for years has always been that thing that came around for like six months and it was all the rave and then it disappeared and went away for 10 years. So when it came back, it was cool again. Now it's just kind of stuck around and it just, for me, it feels like, um, it, it just feels like that house guest that, you know, is, you know, you like them, but they've kind of overstayed their welcome and you just, you're wondering when they're going to leave just so that you could miss them again. You know, I don't know. That's the sort of, uh, <laughs> they right. tell the same story over and over again <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so I, I guess is there anything this summer you're looking forward to that's yet to come out um well Guardians has come out but I haven't seen that uh, that's that's really the big one that what about you I think that's it for me really we don't go out a whole lot we've we've gone out more this year to see movies at the theater than any other year before Wonder Woman is really the one I'm looking forward to. Um, I don't know if you've seen the final trailer for that yet. It's incredible. They just released it this week. Uh, that one looks super good. Uh, like when I watched Batman vs. Superman, the only portion of the story I liked was the stuff with Wonder Woman in it, to be frank. Um, so to give her her own movie, I was like, yep, yeah, okay, I'm down with that. And, and from the trailer, it makes it look super cool, so good. Um, so there's that, but beyond that, like, I can't give you anything else. Like I've been yeah. thinking about it and it's just like, they got the two really at the beginning of the summer and I don't really know about the others yet. And I'm hoping I like them when they get shown to me via trailer, but, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Here's um, my thing about Wonder Woman. I, I'm scared because... I'm worried that we're going to get about 15 to 20 minutes of her life on, you know, the island before the guy arrives. And then after that, it's going to be Captain America, but a woman. Because it uh, takes place during World War II. Doesn't yeah. It? I think it's World uh, War II. It just feels very Captain America after she leaves the island when you're showing the trailer and 
it's not because I I dis I dislike Wonder Woman any less or something. It's that's just what I see because Captain America. That's what they did with Captain America, and I'm like, I really hope it doesn't go there. That's what I'm really hoping it doesn't do, because if it does, I'm gonna be so pissed. It, it's it, I never thought of that. Um, to be honest, that's well. I, it turns out hmm. I'm not the only one that's thought that. <laughs> huh. Well, shit, Joey, you just burst my bubble a little bit. I didn't mean I to. I'm that. sorry. <laughs> I'm but just being no, honest the... with you, mate. Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> Tierlin's not going to defend her Australian <laughs> honor at all. She's just going to let that sit there. <laughs> but, okay, so technically fall doesn't come until like the la- after the first three weeks of September. So it's still summertime on, in, on September 9th, and that is when the first part of it comes out. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, right. Okay. I think the coolest thing about the It reboot, and I'm not sure if you showed me this, Joey, or I, someone else I saw it, was that um, when Pennywise disappears in the one that we've all seen X amount of years ago, um, you know, he comes back, or is, you know, he comes back X amount of years later, and this movie is actually lining up with that time frame. Yep. Like, I gotta give full credit where it's due on that one. That's just super cool. That they would, you would, you just never would think that that would happen, and it did, which is so amazing. I don't get to watch horror movies anymore unless, like, I mean, I guess I can go by myself, but my wife, he's got the most active imagination the planet has ever seen. Um, if if she saw a horror film, she won't sleep for a week, and that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> She's just got a very active imagination. Joey. Hi. You got some rapid fire for us? I got some. Shoot. All right, Mitch. So the way it works is throughout this entire conversation, I have been writing down questions at random, and then I repeat them back to you, and you answer them because, you know, you have no free will at this moment. (laughs) That's about right. Uh, All right, so here we go. Uh, What is your ultimate virtual reality fantasy? An MMO, an open-world MMO that I can dive into and just get lost in. I probably won't even do quests. I just want to run around a beautiful world and see people and interact with them. Uh, something fa- something fantasy-esque. Not, not sci-fi, but something like Final Fantasy fourteen or World of Warcraft. As long as it's pretty and I can escape reality <laughs> very very much. i'm picturing him getting stuck in uh sword art online very quickly yes <laughs> yeah. just let me dive right in <laughs> you're like oh, i don't even have go- to leave the town i'm just gonna stay right here yep i'll, I'll eat the fake food and it'll be great <laughs> <laughs> before we go any further i have to tip my hat um mitch has got one of the best cowboy bebop cosplays i've ever seen um, if you haven't seen it yet, you, you got to check, check out his pictures. Do you, do you, is it on Instagram or is it, um, I, I don't know where I've seen it. Yeah, there's one on Instagram and then they're all over Tumblr and Facebook and whatnot. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure that y'all see some. <laughs> yeah. So the, the cowboy bebop. Perfect. Anyway, continue. Thank you. All right. So choose two of the following. 
to create a new Final Fantasy game where it's a matchup of two properties and your choices are The Legend of Zelda, Diablo, Mario, Mega Man, and the Magic the Gathering lore. Alright, so I'm gonna... I honestly don't know how crazy I'd be about <laughs> about those mashups, but hey, Disney and Final Fantasy work, so I'm gonna go straight up Nintendo. I would love to see Legend of Zelda and Mario meet Final Fantasy, because um, Super Mario RPG is still one of my favorite RPGs, and that worked great with uh, Square Enix and Mario, so throw Zelda in there, I'll be happy. I can totally see Mario casting for an Aeon and down, come, down comes Bowser. <laughs> or a, gi- a giant King Boo or something. Alright, what is a comic book that you would like to see as an R-rated film that hasn't already been done yet? That is good. Can it include manga? Or Why just not? comic book? Sure. Why not? Then I'm gonna go with Cowboy Bebop <laughs> as a, as a live movie? action film. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I think I would. I think I would watch that. Like, what do you think of the Death Note uh, movie that's coming out? I'm not happy with the choices <laughs> being made right now with casting and whatnot. But um, I don't know. Honestly, uh, looking back at, at like uh, when the rumors of it first started coming about years ago, I think Zac Efron would have made a great light, but he's a bit old for it now. <laughs> but but um, I don't know. They're going to have to uh, really wow me, but it, it's uh, from what I remember, it's taking place in America and all that. I don't know. I yeah. think it's a re-envisioning of the original Japanese film, which I have. The live-action one? Yep. And I haven't even watched it yet. <laughs> I have oh, to really? be the right mindset for it. Yeah, it surprisingly enough, it came through work. I'm like, who, who threw this gold? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what's is, going on? It is interesting. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> the CG is <laughs> very interesting for Ryuk. <laughs> Alright, now, since you're doing Cowboy Bebop as your R-rated comic book film, who do you cast as the lead? Another good question. I've been I can already picture what Tyrion's thinking. <gasps> Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> he seems to be the popular one, but uh, like I don't, I don't know if I could see it. Um... Uh, I'll throw what I have out after you're done. 20 years ago, um, uh, Benicio Del Toro. I can see that. I was actually thinking like Jeff Goldblum or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Jeff. But yeah, that's that's a really hard role to fill. Maybe, uh, preferably someone new. Um, Spike's, uh, Spike's, uh, nationality or ethnicity aren't really, um, straight up told, uh, uh no, uh, no one really says anything, 
But um, I think the creator has hinted that he would be Israeli, so it'd be really neat to see like a, a new Israeli uh, actor take on that role. Someone unknown, yeah. Uh, all right, and who directs it? <laughs> Currently, name one director who will not touch it, or is not allowed to touch it. No, I'll name two directors that are not allowed to touch it. Michael Bay. Uh, He's my, one of them. Yeah, Michael Bay. That was the first one that came to mind. Michael and Bay. And the other one um, is M. Night Shalamalama. <laughs> no, you leave him alone. It. He's fine. <laughs> that guy He's must not have happening anymore. <laughs> mispronounced last name ever. I don't know if anyone says his last name right. I did that on purpose. My God. But nobody it's does. It's not just that's the joke now, though. No. <laughs> like, what is his actual it, last name? It, it was just used <laughs> as a joke so much that now people believe that's actually it. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, throwback. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a, a director that I would actually want, um, but uh, I will say um, a, a director that I really, really like that I still wouldn't want to touch this movie would be J.J. Abrams. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I, I, like, I like him, but um, I wouldn't want him to touch Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I can see that. I don't know if you'd want, I'd want someone like um, Nolan touching it either. You know, no. Mr. Mister Gritty Reboot. It's like, well, you know, maybe you don't need to be on this project. Maybe. I don't, I don't know, actually, but... Yeah, I'm I not sure. I would say if if they were going to do like something that was going to have sequels, I'd say let Nolan do the first one to kind of give it a grit tone, kind of like fine, and then let somebody else take over it and use that one as a, some inspiration, but define it further. That could work. Kind of set the scene for everyone. Right, like what they were yeah. doing with Star Wars. Like JJ got one of them, but he's not doing the rest of them. He only got one of them. Yeah. All right, and last but not least, how freaking amazing is my hair? No. <laughs> it's perfect. That's quite nice, i got to say. Perfect amount of how short awesome. on the side. <laughs> I did it myself. Honestly, I did. Uh, and how yeah. awesome is Toronto Gal? I'm not as big in the, uh, the human community as I, I'd like to be, but I've heard great things. Uh, about her and yeah 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 i mean she's kind of our glue she's the one who keeps keeps us all ticking and and uh she she hasn't been around much lately but i know she's listening so um that's awesome Terilyn. oh yes i i have a game for you mitch okay are you ready for this all right this is called Google Feud, and I don't think we've played this for uh, at least a few episodes. So what this is, is it is um, Google's form, and you know how often you t start typing in a question, and it tries to be cute like you're in a relationship and finish off your, your question thinking it knows your answer. So we're going to play that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much like Family Feud, if you've ever watched that, but yeah, it's called Google Feud. So how does Google auto-complete this query? We've got to try guess it. We have three guesses. Right. Do dogs. Do dogs. Something. I'm going to say dream. Ooh. Dream. All right. Get Let's out of my head. That's a good answer. 
Oh, number one, 10,000 points. Look at you. What a roll. All right. We've never done that yet. (laughs) That's a first. (laughs) Joey. All right. Who's next? Um, let's see. Um, do dogs burp? Burp? The answer is yes. Say, say it. Say it right, Joey. It's it's burp. I said burp with a p. Burp. There's no r. Burp. What? Oh my okay. god. But you're wrong. It's some local lingo thing that what? I don't understand, and she's trying to make me feel inferior. Whatever. No, I'm just making fun of your accent. Burp. But no. Um, that's <laughs> or my <laughs> lack uh, thereof. <laughs> All right, who we got next, well. Blair? Oh, I guess burp wasn't up there then? No? No, no, it would be Red Cross. Uh, do dogs. I think there was a movie named Go to Heaven. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Number seven. You got 4,000 points. Boom. (laughs) You laughed at me. You mocked me. (laughs) How about you, Taryn? Okay, um, my turn. Do dogs, mm, like cats? No, no, I didn't think that would be. Okay, Mitch, we got one more chance. All right. Oh, that's same, oh, no, it's the same question. Oh, oh. Yeah, so sorry, same uh, one until we lose. Let's see. Do dogs... Uh, man, uh, you, you stole my la- uh, the last one with uh, Go to Heaven. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, do dogs sweat? Sweat on their tongue. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, yeah, you're good at enough. this. Number three. I'm hoping that 8, it, it would be wow. a common question. All right. Sweat. <laughs> Man, Mitch is really good at this game, guys. <laughs> he's, he's too good. <laughs> Joey. Do dogs dance? Dance. That was no, actually No, Joey, they my do answer. not. That's a big red. So, <laughs> our answers are, do dogs dream? Do they cry? Do they sweat? Do they get colds? Do they smile? Do they have periods? What? Do they go to heaven? <laughs> they do have periods. I've yuckily seen that go to heaven like hugs have souls see in color have souls really do dogs have souls hey you said do they go to heaven so it's well i guess if they go to heaven they have to (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's all right let's do um another round so we ended that round with twenty-two thousand points i think that's the most we've ever had that's a pretty big Mm. score for us most of that was mitch let's be honest (laughs) google king Let's do another one. Oh, hang on. It's a very similar one, that one. So I'll just do another one. Okay. For some reason today, it's very big on pets. I just had do cats and dogs. We've had the dog one. And now this one has why are cats. So we might as well go with an animal theme today. Why are cats assholes? Evil. Assholes. <laughs> assholes, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I have two of them. They're assholes. I'll put that one in. Oh, what? No. Okay. No, that's not one of them. Uh, I, I, probably I call shenanigans. <laughs> Try evil. <laughs> My cats. Yeah. No. Okay. I too call shenanigans. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm calling bullshit right now. <laughs> uh, 
if anyone else has anyone, feel free to jump in if you want to, Tierlin. No, I have my asshole one, and that ruined everything. <laughs> Lazy. Lazy. Cool, number nine at 2,000 points. Yay, I got us on the board. Why are cats... Selfish? <laughs> it's a nice way of saying asshole. <laughs> why are cats selfish? No, okay, here are our answers. Number one, why are cats afraid of cucumbers? Why are cats so cute? Oh, why are cats better than dogs? Why are cats so mean? Why are cats so weird? Why are cats afraid of water? Why are cats' noses wet? Why are cats so curious? Why are cats good pets? Yeah, we really sucked on that round. Wow, we needed more Mitch on that round. I think that was the deal. Lame. Yeah, <laughs> I should have thought of the cucumber one. <laughs> all right, Mitch. I, I used all the magic in the first first question. <laughs> That's true. You, you you blew us out. You set that bar really high. Uh, all right, Mitch, where can we find you on the socials? All right, you can find me on um, two different Twitters, but, um, the, uh, the, well, I'll, I'll tell you both. Uh, Drunken Moogle. And then my second Twitter, my personal one, is Mitch Hutz. I'm not very creative with names. Talk to us a little bit about the Drunken Moogle as well. So you can find the website on www.thedrunkenmoogle.com. Though it hasn't been updated in quite some time, I'm looking forward to our thousandth post where I'll be able to post more about the book. I kind of wanted to save that thousandth post um, to give everyone more information about that when it came. Um, so you can find me there. It's all about video games, pop culture, and drinking. So custom cocktails, drinking games, um, anything that really crosses the boundary between drinking and uh, nerd culture, uh, you'll find there. So you can find me there. Uh, Instagram is, again, Mitch Hutz. And you can find me on uh, Facebook at the drunken uh, facebook.com slash the drunken moogle and facebook.com slash i am mitch hutz oh there we go uh mitch was one of my favorite geek and sundry vloggers i always looked forward to your to your no. cocktails and and uh and and maybe hopefully one day perusing your alcohol um bar if you will it looked like you had a lot of like not normal or not, not normal is not the right term but not common stuff that you were using and I was like, man, I wonder what he can make with all that shit when he's, you know, doesn't have a, a deadline or a, or a mandate. He just <laughs> must have everything at this point. It must be fun to pack right now. <laughs> I don't have everything anymore. <laughs> we, well, once, once I stopped making videos, stopped buying as much, and then that everything just kind of dwindled down. But yeah, for a while, though, had a pretty well stocked uh, kitchen cabinet there <laughs> with everything good stuff uh yeah so again i want to thank mitch for joining us here today and until next time guys take care you can find blair on twitter at blair beverage webisode watch and Whopod. his twitch channel is twitch.tv slash blair beverage where he streams friday evenings at 9 p.m eastern standard time you can also find him on youtube just search his name that's him Finally, you can catch him playing the Goblin Shaman in the web series Basic Adventuring 101, which can be found on basicadventuring101.com. 
You can find Joey on Twitter at JoeyCouture underscore because someone already stole it. On YouTube as Joey Couture. And you can also find him on Etsy, Joey Couture Geek Chic. You can find Tyrolyn at Tiz Thunder on Twitter, Tyrolyn Puxty on YouTube, Tyrolyn Puxty on Facebook, and I'm pretty much floating around everywhere. T-Y-R-O-L-I-N-P-U-X-T-Y. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.